everybody. Happy Monday. I hope you're having a fabulous day, fabulous start to the week. Welcome to INE Live. I am your host, Catherine Brown, and we have an awesome stream today. We are super excited about this one. Uh, we've been working for a couple of weeks to get this one off the ground, and, uh, and we are super psyched to uh, have our CEO, Richard McLean, here with us today. We're going all retro, all retro, all day. Richard is going to be showing us how to build a credit card size tap to play arcade machine using Raspberry Pi, Python, and NFC. So this is gonna be a really cool stream. The best part, best part of all this is at the end of the stream, we are giving it away to one of you. So we're gonna post a link on socials right now. I think that link has already uh, been posted. We'll drop it a few more times during this stream, but just click the link, submit your name. And uh, before our stream ends, we will pick a name at random um, and send you this, uh, this arcade little tiny arcade thing that richard's building today so um a quick note we are limiting shipping to the u.s so if you're international try to find an address in the u.s and we'll send it to you so we are going to limit it to the u.s but uh, a little bit of housekeeping as we do each time we stream here on INE live want to let you know that we are streaming live right now across social media platforms including facebook youtube twitter twitch and linkedin be sure to like and subscribe on the social media platform you're using so you can stay in the loop when we go live and of course Stay in the know when we do these awesome giveaways. We want you to get involved, talk to us, talk to others. We uh, are watching chat right now, see a ton of people on there, see some people who are our regular uh, viewers here at INE Live um, and see a lot of new faces as well. So I'm super, super excited about that. Um, Raphael, do we offer Cisco Packet Tracer tutorials? The answer to that is yes. And we'll tell you how to find that on our socials. We'll drop a, drop a comment on there. But um, yeah, loving uh, loving all the comments that we've got going on. Bob, Bob, I've been waiting all week for INE. Woo! Us too. Us too, Bob, Bob. All right. So with that, I am going to bring in our guest of honor today, Richard McLean. Richard, so excited to have you here. Yes, the uh, the INE live that almost didn't happen, right? I think it's, it's been rescheduled a few times, and those were all my fault for uh, <laughs> one with a, a corrupted memory card, and the other one. Uh, well, we won't get into the, but some technical details arose last minute, so we apologize for that. But hopefully today, fingers crossed, everything will go smoothly as planned. And if not, it's not because of a lack of practice. <laughs> Happens to the best. We thought about putting last week's show on anyway because we were all prepped and ready for it. And with about 15 minutes to go, couldn't get it all together. And we thought, well, maybe we'll just do it anyway. And we decided not to because <laughs> Richard was just getting too frustrated. You arrive, you know, sometime. Uh, but so we're gonna excited. we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it up well this time. Excited to be here, and this is. Uh, more my my passion projects on the side. I'm uh, really big into retro gaming. Uh, my my wall on this side that you can't see is lined with consoles from my childhood, and most of them are the consoles I had when I was a child. So uh, that's exciting. Um, but it's a little bit cumbersome to uh, you know use a. Uh, I actually use a, a SCART switch box with a RetroTink 5X. If anybody knows what that is, but it's a uh, you know it's very complicated to get your your family and your kids to jump down and uh, be able to just pick up and play a game. And also, you know, you look through this library of all these different games and stuff. And I think um, the inspiration for this, if I can uh, share my my screen, I just wanted to get this, give this guy some credit as well. Uh, the inspiration for this was this tweet I saw long ago, I think it was 2018, and he built a jukebox using cards and you can click play here 
but it's a swipe to play jukebox, like the sound of silence. And yeah. it just plays, you know, it's using swipe card instead of NFC, but uh, and it just plays a song that you select. And I was like, this is a great way to bring back, um, you know, that physical feeling. I don't find my camera here. That physical feeling of, you know, holding something and being able to like interact with a device. And I, I just really love that aspect about it. And, um, you know, I just, so I just had all these components and I was like, let's, let's try this out and see if we can get something to work. All right. Let's, so fingers let's crossed. It. it works. We'll see. But. <laughs> hey, for, for those who may be joining us who are not super familiar with Raspberry Pi and not with Python, can you just kind of start ground level and explain kind of baseline what you're doing and and kind of how this this will all fit together sure uh i have a little presentation here it's very three slides so i i we we tell all our instructors uh you know no death by powerpoint is allowed so we won't i will i will try not to violate that rule as well but uh basically we have a raspberry pi it's about the size of a credit card and you know it is a single board computer and I think the great part about the Pi Foundation and what they started years ago and what they continue to do is build really high quality uh, components and put together a really great system. And then you have on that top side, if you see up here in the corner here, that top side is actually like a, what they call the GPIO. And what it really allows you to do is interface with things in the outside world. And I, and, and, you know, there's always been this like kind of mystery when you buy a product off the shelf, when you buy this stuff, like how this works. And when you get into it and you start writing code that reads from, uh, whether it's a temperature sensor or a moisture sensor, or these kind of things, uh, when you start getting into like how it actually works, it just kind of unlocks like your brain, just like, oh man, that's, uh, that's amazing. Like it's, I didn't realize it was that simple. Um, and so that's really what I love about it. And I think, it, you know, it's just gotten better and better over the years. Uh, the one we're using today is a Raspberry Pi 4B plus, uh, it's got four gigs of RAM. There is a Raspberry Pi shortage, a Pi shortage at the, as they call it right now. Uh, if you were to go buy one of these off Amazon at the moment, I think they're somewhere, the scalpers are at a, maybe $150 for whatever reason. So, uh, anyway, we're, like I said, uh, Catherine said at the beginning, we're going to give this away. Also, we have a RC522RFIC card sensor module, which is basically an RF, uh, uh, an NFC card reader. Um, it does a different uh, band of frequencies that it can read. But I mean, the card reader itself is, you know, maybe $7. So it's uh, maybe, maybe $8, somewhere in that range. It's very inexpensive. Uh, and then we also are using the RFID or NFC uh, S550 smart cards. Um, we can use what's called like the uh, N215, which is kind of like what Nintendo would use. And if you wanted to emulate Amiibos, for example, um, and, and pretend you had those or, uh, you know, something like that. But for this example, we're just going to keep it simple and use an older S5, S, S50 smart card. Uh, and also, we, we, of course, need a uh, micro SD card that's going to store our operating system that we are going to put on the Pi. Um, and I will say up front that I know, for example, we can use uh, what's called, I, I keep clicking that tab. We, we can use what's called RetroPie, um, which is kind of a front end for emulation and it, it kind of manages all the uh, consoles and systems and everything like that. Um, and it's very, this is probably the most popular one uh, for the Pi and, and probably in the world actually right now. 
Um, but I think given this tutorial and given where we're going, we're going to start with, uh, we're just going to put it on a base install of Raspberry Pi OS uh, using Raspbian. And I think we're actually going to use the Buster build, but we can get into that uh, as we go through it. But hopefully that answered your question, Catherine. Yeah, this is great. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to see how all of this comes together. This is personally is my first time watching something like this in real time. So, uh, so I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm super psyched. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. I've done a lot of, uh, praying before this. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's very hard. Like, and I, 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 I going through this, I give so much credit to the instructors that we have. Like, I cannot believe like, cause they're, they are on command lines and doing stuff live and, and most of the courses I would say, and <laughs> The amount of things that you are when you're when you're typing on camera when you're trying to do stuff it, it becomes i don't know if it's anxiety nerves whatever it may be but like it is 10 times harder than sitting all alone on a laptop doing stuff um and so i give them all, all the respect in the world for for being able to do that where um, would you say your um your anxiety level is now on a, on a scale of one to ten uh putting my hands on the keyboard in the home position and no keys are being pressed so we're not at a 10. Uh, so <laughs> I would say not able to do surgery, but not at a time. So, uh, somewhere, right. somewhere we, we can live with that. We can live with that. <laughs> uh, that, that's for the software side. Like we talked about for this, I mean, for the hardware side, uh, for the software side, uh, we're, like I said, we're using raspberry Pi OS. We're going to use the raspberry Pi imager. It's a very simple way to get the OS onto the memory card. Uh, it's, it's, it, you can use Etcher. you can use a bunch of different software to do that, but this, this is really just the easiest way to get our memory card initialized and ready to go. Um, then we're gonna jump in and talk about uh, how to use Python to leverage some of the libraries uh, that are available to us to interface with the Pi. Uh, and then of course, we're gonna use RetroPy slash emulation station to uh, tap to play. Uh, just want an overview of the steps. This is uh, the agenda. And then I think this is the end of the slides. So uh, we're gonna just prepare the SD card, set up the OS. I did most of the setup for the OS already because it is time consuming and there's probably nothing more boring than watching uh, an, an, an OS install for the next 20 minutes. Um, so I've, I've done a lot of that. Uh, we're gonna do the wiring of the uh, module and then we're going to do a little bit of Python scripting. And then we're gonna talk a little bit before we, well, maybe after we play, maybe this is after the play part, um, we're gonna talk about how the giveaway of what the components you've seen here gets even better. So that's awesome. And then uh, we're gonna talk about kind of uh, from a software standpoint, like what we could do to really make it kind of next level, almost commercial ready kind of thing. So that's the agenda. Uh, so let's, I think, like I said, end of the, uh, end of the presentation there. So the first thing just want to kind of go through and show, uh, this aspect of it, this is the raspberry Pi imager. So we're going to choose an operating system here. And given that, uh, retro Pi right now is supporting, uh, the not bullseye, but Buster, we got to select our, uh, OS here, and we can go for 64 or 32. Doesn't really matter as long as it's bullseye. Um, I mean, Buster, sorry. Um, and so we'll we'll just pick this one. We pick our storage device, uh, which is this guy, and then we just click write. And then we're this is this will write to our memory card. And now we're kind of have the base. Okay, well, after we pass the permission check. 
Uh, this will write kind of the base operating system onto our storage device. Uh, you know, this would be like installing Windows from a uh, ISO onto another drive and, and booting it that way. Um, so that's kind of step one as we get our SD card prepared. Very straightforward, very easy here. Um, it's it's a few clicks. Now we're going to jump into the desk view and move my water out of the way. Okay, and this is the Pi itself. Let me see if I can get this zoomed in. There we go. It's beautiful. Uh, and then you see we have our we have our system on the chip. This is our processor. We have our memory, etc. Um, and so what this uh, what this guy? This is the the RFID reader. Very straightforward. Just a few wire headers off of it. Now these are the GPI opens I was talking about earlier. You see that in the camera there. Um, so we have to wire these wires to the right place on the GPIO pins. And fortunately with this kit, just to make it a little bit easier, instead of reading all of these tiny things on the card, we have this little sleeve that just kind of slips over uh, the GPIO. Um, and then we have a kind of color code that kind of puts us on track to make sure we get the right wiring in place. So I'm just gonna wire this up real quick. Um, it's gonna go orange to eight. Can you see that okay, Catherine? Yep, looks great. It's it's easy, right? So it's so I have a question. So how do you know which wire goes to which number? It's in the documentation that comes with the RFID reader. So if you look here, this is the this is the kit that you get for eight dollars off Amazon. Uh, and you see, let me unzoom this a little bit. Uh, it gives you a cheat sheet that says, hey, you have an LED color, a lead color, I'm sorry. And a uh, so orange, and you know that goes into Raspberry Pi pin eight. Okay, and then on this card, you see there's an eight and we have the orange. There we go. Uh, I don't know if I can unblur that a little bit, but uh, it, it said there's an eight there and now we have the orange lead going into the eight. And so the same with the SCK11, uh, we put the yellow pin and then we go white. And that one is the MOSI 10, which it's, uh, it's hard to keep it in camera and while you do it, but uh, we, we got it. And then this one to nine. So this is all like very um, paint by numbers so far which I love to do as well in, in some free time. All right. Uh, we only have three more to wire up here. Let's just do that real quick. So uh, it says blue goes to ground, gray goes to 25, and red goes to our 3.3 volts. Uh, so we'll put the red on the 3.3. We'll put blue to... Actually, in the picture, they show it. Uh, I'll show you in a second here. Let's see if I can. Here we go. Uh, then gray goes to 25. Okay. So now our uh, GPIO pin is all wired up. And if you see. This is the this is the manual. This is what it looks like in the picture as well. You see over here they have the the red and the blue going to the top of the card at the ground and 3.3 volts up there. 
Um, actually, I, I want to put it here, and this is for what is coming later as part of that, that same giveaway. Um, and we're going to need these pens here. And so instead of remapping the pens, which, which you can do in the software, I'll just leave them empty for now and we can, uh, we can use them later. So then we're just going to plug this memory card in. Um, and like I said, like this, this is not the memory card that we just formatted. It's the same operating system. Everything is the same. It's just now that we are, uh, it's a, it's a little bit set up so we don't have to wait for the whole process. Uh, all right, now we're going to we're gonna plug our power in here. And then, Catherine, this is where it gets dicey. <laughs> I'm waiting. Where, this is where OBS uh, <laughs> may, may complain at me here. Okay, now we're going to plug our, this is uh, these two ports here. See, with the Pi 3, which I have actually sitting right here. In uh, a Pi 3, you had nice full HDMI, um, which was great. But now we have two of these micro HDMIs and instead. And so now we have to get this cable, this tiny cable in here. And then we're running that into one of these really cheap, I would say really cheap HD. Uh, it's, it's just a, uh, it's an image, uh, a video capture card that, I mean, this thing is probably $15 and it's maybe even less, but it runs that right out to H, uh, H, uh, type USB type C. Uh, the cool thing about this, not, not just for this project, but in general for this cable is that you can run an iPad directly into OBS, play games on your iPad on your computer and leave your iPad <clears throat> in your bag or whatever it may be. It's, uh, if, you know, or any, any system really, it's, it's but super cheap and using, using your computer as a screen or your, uh, thing as a screen is fun. All right, let me get this in here. Okay. Everything, everything is like uh, balanced. Like I'm at a coffee shop here. It's uh, <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, now uh, let's go to the pie. Uh, hold on, let me power that down. Let's make sure everything. Oh, that wasn't plugged in all the way. We're good. We're good. They, 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 they are very temperamental. Thanks for the comment on that. I will. I forgot to mention. <laughs> I forgot to mention. Uh, yes. They are not like the expensive capture cards you can buy that usually just work every time. They are, but they are very small. So that that is a win in that column. Uh, now we need a keyboard. I'm gonna switch back. Sorry, you're just watching. Uh, I forgot to set up the mouse. Let's get that other way. We're just gonna go full wired here for uh, try to control as much as possible. Any issues? All right, we have power. What do you see, Catherine? Well, I see a blank screen. Is that what I'm supposed to be seeing? Yes, no, that is not. Uh, it's <laughs> my USB. <laughs> So I take it back to anyone who said buy this USB thing because it's cheap. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's maybe. Let's see. It's not showing. Me. And for good reason, it does help to plug it into the computer. Ah, uh, see, I was going to ask that. 
No, that's uh, it's usually it's usually a good thing to do. All right, I think we're good. I should probably reboot it just to make 100% sure, but no, we're good. Abra Cadabra. That's right. I mean, at least the capture card is now showing up on the on OBS instead. Uh, why don't we just we just make sure everything's plugged in? We're good. We've got some we've got some good tips here in chat. Solid okay. tips. Power Solid off. Power tips. on. Power. Yeah. When in doubt, reboot. Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think it's gonna work. But some I've been wrong. That, hey, we have a blinking cursor. You know, that's that's usually a good sign. That's, you know, it's a good it's a good step. I mean, yeah, there we go. It's gonna. So uh, this should boot us right into uh, Raspbian OS. Not retro five, but we'll see. Hey, hey, there we go. Perfect. Okay. Um, so we walked through setting up the NFC reader. Um, now we're we're going to walk through kind of the um, the setup on the reader itself. I think is um, you know there is some steps here. Once you install Raspberry, once you install uh, your your image on the card, um, now it's really about getting uh, the libraries needed to talk to the reader itself, and so. Let me get this is going to have to this going to have this window is going to have to get a little zoomed in here. Uh, can you see that? Okay, is that good? Yeah, yeah, looks good. Yeah, I can, I can keep in. Okay, I can I can shrink it even more. Um, yeah. So what we're really looking for is a uh, it's called SPI Dev and MFRC five two two, and I'll put this in. Uh, the, the detailed instructions, I have, have them all written up for you uh, and I'll attach that. We'll, we'll try to figure out how to attach that to the video. Um, but really this is where you can just get in and the, the first thing, uh, you know, we can load in the config, go to interface options and we need to make sure that SPI here is, is turned on. And so um, we would go into here and make sure that interface is enabled and then we would have to reboot our Pi. But, uh, like I said, like that, I've already done that, so we're good there. We don't have to reboot. Um, then we can finish our Raspi config. You can also, I think, just in the in the interface over here as well. There's preferences, and then Raspberry Pi configuration, um, and we can just double check over here interfaces. Um, I just point that out to the to our, our Windows friends as well that may not like the terminal, um, but that is an option. Um, Next, we want to just make sure that uh, the SPI mo that that SPI mod is loaded. And so, in, in Linux, you would type SPI mod. You would grep. If you guys don't know this, this is the pipe command. So it's basically saying send the output of this grep command into LS mod or vice versa, rather. Uh, and as you can see, we're, that is loaded. Um, so now, in, in any situation where you have kind of Linux, I would say, in, in most situations where you're loading new libraries, you know, the, the first thing you really want to do is after you kind of set this up, you have the Pi restarted, is is really kind of update. This is what I love, you know, always do is, uh, uh, oh, whoops, I forgot apt, sudo apt update uh, and sudo apt upgrade. 
uh, once you run that command, it's going to go through all the uh, all the packages on the system, look for updates, and then upgrade. And then the next command is going to basically upgrade all those packages that it found during the update command, which updates your uh, local repositories. So this is kind of the first step in most most instructions dealing with Linux or uh, especially on the Pi is making sure you're at the latest uh, to all the versions. Um, and that helps when you're pulling in new libraries and packages, make sure that they're discoverable and available um, so that you can do an apt install. Uh, after, after we do the upgrade, then, you know, of course we want to uh, apt install Python 3, we can go dev and then uh, Python 3 and then pip. Uh, so what that is, is installing Python, the development environment for Python, and then pip is a package installer for Python as well. So we want to get both of those installed, um, then running through and pip three, uh, if you use, uh, Python three, it's pip three. If you use Python two, it's pip, uh, it's, it's still, I think there's, there's a diehard fan base of Python two that still exists. So I don't know if that's going to change for a while, but, uh, and then we want to install SPI dev. Uh, and then, and then MFC, MFRC 522s. Now that is the actual library for this card, uh, to read and write from the, the, the reader itself. Uh, so I will, I will pause there for a second. That, those are the steps that I went ahead and pre did just to make sure, because some of those package loadings, everything like that really does. Uh, can take, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes, uh, to do. So I want to make sure to get kind of that stuff out of the way. So if everybody is cool there, then we can, then the next step is really, I think at this point, kind of, you would just reboot the pie and then really set up, uh, emulation station. And like I said, at the beginning, you could run this off the, uh, a pure emulation station, uh, image and, you know, get down into the, the command line and do all these things. Uh, from there, but for this tutorial, walking through with a UI is much easier uh, to demonstrate and everything like that. Um, so, like I said, we're, we've we got uh, Buster Pi installed, so we're gonna we're gonna app install LSB release, and then uh, let's see. So this basically. If I see Catherine, I'm only, I'm only mistyping just a few words. So anxiety <laughs> is a little lower. Uh, uh, so basically we want to make sure that gets installed and we can, we can run these and you can see like, you know, it's already, these two have already been installed, but the, that installs Git and LSB release. Uh, these are needed for retro Pi, uh, which then we can clone down and I'll, Uh, make a directory here, git clone. We want to go one level deep and then we want to, and these are all, uh, and these are all the instructions too, for setting up RetroPy. You can find directly on their website, uh, that I had pulled up earlier. Are you confused yet, Catherine? I am trying to follow along. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed by how well I'm following along, actually. That's good. Uh, if I could type and spell. Oh, you know what actually helps, Catherine? You know what helps when you're, whenever you're installing packages? How do I get back to my desk? 
See, we didn't we didn't add this thing to Wi-Fi yet, and we have no we have no internet at the moment. One thing that really um, helps is when you try to access the internet to have to have internet. That, to have or, internet would be that, that actually helps. Yeah, it gets uh, back to the plug it in. This key. <laughs> is this thing on? It is a key a key step. Uh, all right, so now we should. Um, I mean, we can we can test connectivity. We can ping. We'll just ping like Google's DNS servers or something. Okay, good. We're we're getting somewhere. Uh, so now we have internet. So now we can clone RetroPie, uh, and then we can go into the RetroPie setup, and then we do ch mod plus x. All that is Catherine is saying change the permissions of the file to make it executable. Uh, RetroPie setup. .sh. And so we can change that. And then all we need to do now is just run that script. Uh, Setup.sh. Okay. And I would say this one takes probably around five minutes to run. Uh, as you saw by the boot screen that came in, I've already installed this. So <clears throat> to make it, you know, just as seamless as possible and you know, try to avoid as many errors. Uh, but it's super straightforward. And I think like it's very, you know, getting those instructions and cl clicking, all you do once you run that script is just, I can, I can actually, uh, I can actually run and show you without actually installing. That's, that's a lot. Here we go. If I can get out of my command line there. Sorry, you have to, you have to run this as root. Yeah, so, so basically all we need to do here is just click basic install. It'll take about five, 10 minutes and, and run through everything, install all the packages you need. And on top of that, it'll install all the, um, all the emulators for all the systems that you might want to ever play. Uh, the Raspberry Pi 4 is pretty capable. I mean, it can play, con if you were uh, playing consoles, uh, it can play, you know, all the arcade games, NES, SNES, et cetera. I think like, fairly well through Dreamcast. Uh, N64 is a little hit or miss, uh, but I think it's pretty capable for what we're talking about here is like a credit card size uh, computer. I mean, if you if you go back, uh, like I said, if you look at my cabinet over there and see these massive devices that are, uh, you know, uh, they're pretty big. I mean, I have a 3DO sitting right here. Uh, it's the old, the old Panasonic 3DO. I mean, you, you can run this now on a, on a pineapple. Uh, pretty pretty amazing how far how far technology yeah. has got, and I don't ask why I have a random 3DO sitting there. But um, <laughs> I don't ever ask questions about what you have in your basement anymore, Richard. Yeah. There's no telling what's all all around you. Okay, so <laughs> thanks. Um, <laughs> thank you. It's all fun stuff. I I, I assure you. Uh, so that next thing we have to do is we have to get some games onto the system. Uh, unfortunately, you know, due to, uh, you know, I, I can't really tell people how to get games on their systems. Uh, you know, today we're going to be looking at uh, SNES and NES. Um, you can you can get attachments to the Pi that can actually back these games up into a, a, a file that the emulators can see. Um, but you can also, well, you know, this, this stuff is uh, 30 years out of print. So, um, but anyway, we need to get uh, games on our system. And uh, 
I want to just set up the structure here. So I, I've already had in the two games that have there, uh, we have NES, we have Star Tropics for NES, which is the one I showed there. And then we have the Mario Kart there that we for the Super Nintendo. Um, and now let's get into the fun part of using our what what looks like right now. Uh, and I will I, I can admit that this does not look kid friendly in any way. Uh, it looks like it will fall apart with just a few a few touches. So we got to go from this into something that you know our kids want to reach out and just like play. Um, and I think first first off we need to get the reader everything kind of working on this. Um, and so I think this is where we can jump right into some Python code. Uh, we're just going to use the built-in the IDE here that's kind of built in. Uh, we create a new file and then we're going to just bear with me a sec, Catherine. Okay. So first line, just telling the environment that we're going to be using, it's a Python three file. If I can type, it would be great. Um, we're just going to import some libraries here. We're going to use the GPIO pens. We're going to use uh, what we installed before, which is the MFRC522. We're going to import the simple version of that. That's all we need. I love LML and 24's uh, advice. Don't forget to, to blow on the game before you try to play them. Yes, that's a, that is great advice. Uh, <laughs> What, what I always found that worked for me was just, you know, on the NES, they have these little, that little finger tab to pull it out of. What always yeah, worked yeah. for me is rubbing it back and forth, just just to get just that much grime right off the contacts. Uh, <laughs> Everybody had their own kind of like technique, right? I think they did. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're just setting up our Python kind of environment here that where we have kind of import commands to get all get to the libraries that we may we may need uh, while doing this. Um, the next is we got to initialize the reader, which is the simple MFRC522. Uh, so that one's good. And then, then we get into a try statement here. So what this is basically saying is like, hey, we're going to try to run this. We're going to try to execute this code. And and then we're going to, if, if, we, if we fail on our try, we're going to run uh, through our finally statement, which just kind of cleans up the GPI open. So, um, but what we're going to do is we're going to write a, write some code that just puts us in a, uh, a loop. And that's going to say while true, meaning like forever and ever. Um, that's, that's how you would read that is that loop is just going to always run. Um, and on these cards specifically, there's two spots. There is the ID of the card and then the text that is on the card. Um, and so we want to just kind of, I think like when you're writing code like this, to me, it's, it's, it's really easier to just kind of, um, write it in sections, kind of test along the way and make sure that like the output you're getting is what you would expect. Um, and so at this point, like that reader dot read statement is going to sit there and really just wait until, um, it gets. Uh, input from the GPI opens and from the 
from a card, you know, uh, so even if we were to stop here and run this, we should be able, I mean, obviously if we print the ID, we should be able to, um, see what the ID of the our NFC card is. Uh, and then finally, GPIO. So we're just going to clean up the things. And Catherine, can you just debug this real quick and make sure that's right? <laughs> I'm, I'm already working on it over here. Good, good. Uh, okay, let's just, uh, let's how my face is covering up my new folder and others. Oh, wait, we, we made this folder earlier. Really. Might as well, we might as well use this. Sorry, that's a little slow there. Uh, okay, so now we should be able to jump down to our demo, back up a folder, Python 3, read.py. Now we just have a cursor sitting here, um, and that doesn't do us much good. Um, but it is literally just the loop we wrote, while true, sit there and wait for input. <clears throat> so now this is the moment of, of truth, Catherine. There we go. Now, Let's see if I can, let's see if I can in real time here, mess with OBS and get Ryan would kill me right now, but let's see if we can get this on the screen as well. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, yeah. now you're just, you're being an overachiever. No, I'll, I don't know about that, but you know, we, we now have some, now we can see our, so now I can go down here and I can tap this to this. Oh. Look at this. We got numbers. Oh, an author. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, now we have the ID of our of our card. So this card, whenever I tap it, it's going to give me back the same ID here. So if I keep tapping it, you'll see get the same ID. So I would say this is where I start and go. Okay, now I know like what this card ID is. I think this is where I start looking and saying, okay. Well, maybe I just use the card ID, right? So we can say like if ID equals um, yeah, somebody's gonna yell at me that knows Python really well and say like, hey, it's two equals. I know, let's get there. Uh, <laughs> I, I I used to I used to teach Java, and I would say this, you know, over over the student shoulders, and that was uh, it was always uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, I, I knew that. I was just waiting. So uh, on the if side, we can do an if statement just like this. And now we can say, if the ID equals this, then do something. What is my, my tab button? This is not, not having it today. Um, so I think what we want to do is this is where I think we really want to get into like the actual launching of a game using everything that we set up before. Uh, and I would say this is, this is kind of the most, uh, basic way. And so we have to figure out like, how do we launch a game from the command line? Um, and it turns out that there are some command line functions and we can, if you can see the window here, if you see the window here, there are some command line functions for, uh, you know, retro and emulation station. And I've 
pulled up. Let's see. Let me see if I can, can I pull up a browser tab. Let me pull this up. Sorry, Catherine. No, it's... This is great. All right, so let's go back to the desktop for a sec. Okay, so if we look here in the RetroPy, we see like in the script modules, supplementary run command. So this is where I started when I was kind of just figuring out like, how does this work? How can I get like run a command that, that will initiate, you know, everything needed to kind of set up and run, uh, uh, like select the console and all that kind of stuff, right? Like there's, it's not just like, run the command, you're good to go. It's like, I needed a command that I could run that was like, you know, you tap the card and, and, and let RetroPie handle the heavy lifting of like selecting the the the, uh, the console and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so the run command uh, was what I found. And if you scroll down, we can, and, and this is super helpful regardless if you're doing this project or if you're doing any projects that, I mean, and this I think comes to the power of like open source is that, you know, you jump right into the documentation, not even documentation, you jump right into the source code and you look here and it says, get params. Now we know get params means like, hey, I'm going to pass in something on the command line and I want to get, take in those parameters and do something with those parameters. And then we can come right here and we say like, if the command is sys, okay, or port, then uh, argument three should be the system name and argument four is actually the path to the ROM. Um, and so we can kind of read through some of this code. I'm not saying it's all easy to read through, but some of it and just kind of get the comments to say, okay, this looks like I'm on the right path. All I need to do is create a command function in Python that runs this command and passes in the system name and then the game name uh, or the path to the ROM file. Uh, super helpful. So now I think this is where we can go back to our Python. Okay, it's so confusing where my mouse is. Okay, uh, we go back to our Python code here, um, and we can now add that into our conditional. So now we have uh, if id is that, then we're going to do what we call output equals sub process.run. So that's going to tell this. Uh, we're going to run a sub-process or fork a process within Linux. Uh, and if you look at back at that, where that command is installed, it goes to, uh, actually, just so I don't typo anything, we should be able to just ls this. Actually, let's just cd in there. Make sure it's, make sure it exists. Opt. It's in RetroPy supplementary run command. I'm just hitting tab for like auto completion. Mm -hmm. uh, LSAL. Okay, there's our run command on SA. So we can do a PWD, print working directory. Uh, we can copy, you know, in, in 60 years, they have not perfected copying from the command. <laughs> Especially, I mean, if you're using PowerShell, it's it's like, do do I just click? Is that a paste? I don't know. It's anyway. I don't want to go into different that. Different shortcuts for everything. It's it's a, let's see now. Let's paste this in. So run command and then run command. Dot sh. All right. 
Now our first, and this goes back to uh, our first parameter. And I think that was based on the, uh, the mode from the documentation uh, that I showed over in GitHub. So we, we know the first parameter is gonna be zero setting the mode. Uh, and then we have this SYS and then we need the game. So for, we'll, we'll, we'll try NES and then a path to that game. And so we can go back over here, uh, CD games, NES, ROMs, yes. Uh, and we know, I, I, well, I don't know if we know, but like the NES file is actually the, the actual ROM. So, so now we do PWD. Catherine, this, this, this is step one. This gets better. This is why we, we iterate. I am fascinated. I'm glued to this. But if you were, I, I just want to kind of demonstrate here that if you were going to do this for every one, and this, I think, oh, I keep, I keep grabbing the wrong mouse on my desk. Data, so there's, a, <laughs> um, and yes, star. If anybody hasn't played Star Tropics, it was not popular at the time. It's very popular now, uh, but just it's, it's, it's a good game. Uh, okay, so there we go. Now we have our yes, and then uh, you know we should put over here while we're saying while true before we read, we should really tell the user what to do. So we're just going to print here hold card near reader. Okay. <clears throat> now, if everything is right, which may or may not be, <laughs> we should be, <laughs> we should be able to run this. Uh, maybe I should check the comments first to see. Okay, hold card. All right, so we got our card. And we're gonna hit the reader. Oh no. What am I? What are we okay. It's fine. Can Catherine, can you just debug that? Yep, working on it. Working on it. Like if you come to the end here, no such file, uh retrofire run command. Despite me. Copying and pasting it in, and can I don't know. I think I typed that correctly. I mean, I literally pasted it, so it can't be not wrong. I'm I, I'm I'm seeing some. Some sympathy, some familiar sympathy coming in from the, uh, yeah. from the comment there. <laughs> you, you try to. Three I mean, M's. Oh, was that it? That's what you were Brian, correct. Brian wow. was Thank saying you. three M's. Thank you. Yeah, see, that's super helpful. There you go. Um, I, I told you. This keyboard actually has more sensitive keys, so maybe the anxiety level is is actually pressing keys here. <laughs> uh, 
I think that was good though. See, we get we get to see what happened. We get to see your thought process. Go back, take a look. Go back, as long as, as, long as everyone has you know three hundred people watching them do everything, they you know they should be able to fix it. All right, so I tapped it, and it launched the game. So now everything's good, right? We launched the game, we tapped it, and and we're we're done. So now all we have to do is for every card, all we have all we need to do for every card now is to uh, find the ID and then paste the ID into the reader and have just the most awful if statements ever known to man. Uh, that's one option. And I wanted to show like that is an option. Like I think it's, it's well, we know it's not a great option and we, we know that, but it's also a way to like, just get, get the functionality you want in place and then work back to like refine the code. Because I think a lot of times like, especially I know me when I'm like writing code in the evenings, like I, I want to like, you know, Catherine, remember like when you would first go to like elementary school and mm -hmm. your parents would get you some new binders and everything. And you're like, man, I'm gonna, like, I'm going to set this all up and make this amazing. And then oh, the fourth, yeah. day, fourth day of school comes and then those things are just trashed in a backpack. I, you know, those <laughs> five stuff ripped off. I mean, it's like, it's like, why did I spend all this effort up front? to make it look amazing. And like, I just now, now I don't have like a way to keep it going. Anyway, it's the same thing here. Like what I like to do is just get like the fun base functionality. Now, like we go back and we apply some software principles about reuse, about, you know, all these kind of things. Right. And so I would say like, this is where you get in that situation where you're like, okay, I can read a card, start a game. Great. Now all I have to do, and you can see my camera here in the bottom left. Uh, this is just an example. Now I can take that card. I can print a nice, you should have told me it was backwards the whole time. A uh, nice label on it, and so that way, when I play, you know, I know what I know that this ID is now associated with this game. Okay. Uh, obviously, we when we went out and got our our best eight dollar card reader, we we assumed it would have write functionality. You know what I mean? We assumed that we could write something to this card and not just use the ID on it. And so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over here. Where's my window? I'm gonna, I'm gonna copy this. I'm gonna copy read, and I'm gonna make one called write. Okay, so we're just gonna copy what we wrote for read and make it into write. Now I should be able to come over here and open up write.py. What do you know? It's the exact same thing as the read.py, because <laughs> uh, we just wrote. So next, what we're gonna do is, we're, and instead of this try statement, and instead of this while true, what we wanna do is just write something onto this card. Okay, I, I actually, can we go back to this read just for a second and let's get rid of this guy. Let's get, let's get rid of this. We don't need that right now. Let's just back up. Let's just print, let's print the text. Okay, let's see, let's see what the text is. Okay, hold the card near the reader. So it should print an ID and then a text. Okay, what do you know? There is nothing on this card. It's completely blank. That's why you're seeing a blank line. Uh, so now let's go to write. Okay, and let's get rid of this guy because we're just writing to the card. Okay, and we have reader.read, but we obviously don't need that. So next what we're gonna do is we're gonna get input from the user. 
So we're going to say, in, we're going we're gonna to call it the same thing so we don't get confused. Our text equals the input, and we'll call this path. Told you, everything's everything's just barely <laughs> teetering. Right over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. Was, uh, was that your get... No, that was a that was a light. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna get the path to game. What we'll say relative game path. Okay. So, uh, so now let's fix this. So it's readable there. Okay, so now we have uh, we're gonna ask for some input from the user. We're gonna say, hey, we want to get the the game path. And then we want to say that now we want to give them some instructions. So now let's say like, hey, place tag near reader. That sounds like it makes sense. Uh, and then we're going to just do a reader.write. We're going to write that text to the card. And then we're going to be like, be like, we're going to say print success fully <laughs> written uh and then finally we're going to clean up our gpi opens because we like things tidy okay so whew. so far things have gone okay we haven't run into major issues but now let's try to write something to this card okay relative game pass we're going to say nes what was it nes forward slash star traffic Place tag near reader. Here we go. Where's my pad? Have you seen the bottom left screen again? We're gonna tap that. Okay. All right. Well, don't don't worry yet. Well, I know we got some errors there, but it's okay. We're gonna read. We're gonna read it now and see what happens. We didn't we didn't write our text. All right. Let's try let's try the skin. Sometimes um, it's not just the USB C uh, video capture cards that are finicky. It could be. Uh, This is where, when you start typing these things in multiple times, you're like, hey, I wish I had a clipboard. Uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. What's going on here? Let me make sure we're using the right card. Last index out of range. Hmm. Okay. If anybody wants to tell me why it's broken, I was gonna say let's uh, let let's uh, let's hear from the viewers. Reader. No, the code is flawless. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I, I'm sticking to it. The code is flawless. There we go. Okay, so look, I'm throwing. See this card? I'm throwing it away. I'm not sure where that came from. There's 2,300 of them on my desk. So, uh, okay. So now we have our, now let's, oh, well, before we celebrate a little, a little too early, why don't we run our read command and now let's read the card. Oh, there we go. So now we have in the card on the card itself. Now we have the ID and now we have 
the path that we set when we did the input. Does that make sense? So we wrote yeah. to the card, the, what we typed in, we now, so now every time we touch this card, we're going to see that we get some space here. We're going to see that, that we have now the ID and the, and the, uh, path, uh -huh. which is, uh, that's helpful because now what we can do is we can go back to our read function and we can really start doing some probably better Python code. I'm not going to say great, uh, but we can do better Python code. Because now we know that the text coming in from this read command is going to be uh, a path that we can now, like the path to the file. I would say relative path. Uh, so what we can do now is we can say like, hey, my ROM is equal to the path. I mean, that we're, that's from pathlib when we're importing path up in the top of the file. Uh, and so we now want to grab, we know our base directory is the home, pi, games, ROMs. Uh, and now we want to concatenate uh, we'll do text.strip. And so what does that, what does that do? That takes the text that we took in from the reader and strips the white space off the text, just in case there's extra padding. Sometimes there's spaces, especially on the reader side. And so we want to strip that white space off and just append that to the path, uh, to the relative base path. So now we know ROMs slash you know, NES, Star Tropics. And we saw that over here uh, in our directory structure when we initially kind of set this up. So now we have ROMs, NES, Star Tropics. So we kind of see this matches, those those games are in that folder. Um, I would say now, now we have the ROM path, um, but I don't, I don't wanna, every time uh, you scan a, a, a game, or you scan a random card, you don't want your system just to crash and be sitting there waiting for, I mean, waiting for you to restart it. So this is where I think it's very important to kind of just put a little check in here that says if my ROM, uh, we can use the is, I believe is file. Uh, so that is, that is using uh, that same library on the path library. And there's a is exist and is file. So we want to make sure that like, you know, sometimes what if you entered in something incorrectly when you were doing the right and then you try to run it, it's going to crash everything. Uh, so we want to make sure that it is a file before we try to execute something. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad I deleted all of my, uh, all of my sub process command that I messed up before. I'm, I'm really, this is where I'm excited when I delete something by accident. Okay, uh, the next thing we need to do is because we saw that path command, I think people will remember it, but I'm not entirely sure. And I, I accidentally, yeah, I should not have deleted that. I should just comment it out. Let's let's rewrite the sub process command real quick so we know what it looks like here. Sub process dot run, and we're gonna run. Uh, OPT. Is this is this still in my is this still in my paste history? Yes. <laughs> it's a little. Bit I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's the little wins in life, you know. <laughs> um, sometimes it's the little ones. Uh, all right, we're gonna say it's a system, and then and yes, and then we have. 
Okay, well, well, let's just leave it like that for a second. Okay, so if it exists, then we're going to say, hey, it's NES, we're on the game. But how do we know where to get this, right? This NES. Um, and how do we know just to get the game? Because we know that the path is all set. Uh, well, we have the path, so we can definitely just use this instead of game. We can just say my wrong. Uh, that's going to put, that's going to basically inject this path, this relative base path, plus the string uh, that we have set written on the card. Uh, but next, we got to get this system. Um, and so this is where I think it, it really comes in handy to do some, uh, we can, there's a lot of ways we can do it. I'm just going to do a text.split because I know that it's going to have the, the forward slash. Uh, it's not great because then your instruct your entire structure has to be always system forward slash. Um, but it's okay. As long as we know that I will just go with that. Um, so we can just double check to make sure that works. Loading system plus ROM. So we in this is in a, this ends up being an array. So we can just get to the, the first index of the array, which is at key zero. So the arrays go from zero, one, two, three, et cetera. Um, and so at, at zero should be the word NES that we set on this card. Um, and then we want to with game uh, plus ROM sub so one. How are we doing on time? We're good. We're good. Excellent. Uh, okay, so now we should be able to print that out, and then let's just uh, should we just maybe before we get too far ahead of our skis or however they say that. I live in the south mainly, so skiing was not really <laughs> was not really a thing you did often. Uh, all right, and so now let's cancel that. Let's run read again. Let's hold our card near the reader. Okay, so loading system NES with game, start traffic setting, yes. So it's perfect, right? That's exactly what the expectation was from that subprocess run command.sh. Um, and so now we can basically go back here. Let's get rid of this. Now, instead of NES, we're going to say ROM sub zero. Uh, and because we're looking for a full path here, we can just leave this as my ROM. There's no need to, uh, you know, use the split of the ROM of one um, you know, maybe if you had a, a different pathing structure or whatever, we could, we could use that. But, uh, anyway, so now we're going to, I figured out what it is. If I, else we're going to just say prints on the unable. And then maybe it's just some debugging here to like my wrong. All right, Catherine, how does that look? Looks it's good great to me. Let's do it. Let's run it. All right. So now, if all that works, <clears throat> we should now be able to hold the reader next to the card. Oh, it's launching. Wow. There it goes. <laughs> yeah, and you can configure. You can also configure that splash screen to not show up and get right into the game. Um, okay, so and now 
we hit escape or whatever hotkey button we set up within RetroPie. We can set up hotkeys with a controller so we can hit select start at the same time as the most common one, um, which would drop us back down to the whole reader screen. And then basically now we start seeing, hey, we can create an entire library of you know physical cards that then we could put out have you know very interactive for kids very i i find it like sometimes you know rom libraries can get very very large and so finding the game you want to play etc becomes more of a chore and you know sometimes you just want to jump into a game of tetris and uh and and, and just really really quickly uh so that's that's kind of the how how we can do all of that and such a small package and I think normally when Raspberry Pis are $35, $45, it's $8 for a reader, you know, it's probably the most capable system you can buy for, <clears throat> you know, sub $50, uh, especially on the new side. So the next thing I think we should do here is just make sure that we are not, um, not getting too far ahead of ourselves. And we just, let's try one more game here. Uh, we will try to run Python 3, write.py, and SNES. Nice, nice choice. And so we can go over here and we should go to SNES. And, oh, it's supermarket. And, and, and just make sure that we have, have that. Have that. All right, let's, let's just use this card again. Oh no, wait. Oh. It's, uh, it is my fault. So, so what's going on? It's just, <clears throat> it's just like, I think what happens on these readers specifically is that if you don't really hold and make contact and you do a half contact like that, you basically, mm -hmm. it's it's reading off a file stream, uh, like a, just a stream buffer. And if you're pulling it off while it's reading the buffer, it's just like that split second. And so I think like, you know, once, I think just holding it to it, as you see, like it just works. Uh, I think it's just my uh, anxiety shaking my hand too too far away from it. Anyway, that's, that's, that's my guess. Uh, but if we go back to, Now we should be able to run Python 3 read. We should be able to tap this card. All right, so we can see it's loading up SNEX 9X, which is the emulator for the game. Oh, that looks all too familiar. <laughs> Having flashbacks. So there we go. Uh, <clears throat> now we have Super Mario Kart nicely uh, working. And so I wanted to show this, if I can get back to my, this is what fell my, my little light here. It's, Okay, there we go. We have, we have some light. Stay. Uh, all right, so thanks. That light lasted eight seconds. Uh, if we look here, what I went and did is I, I've printed off just some. You can get some like Avery labels. Uh, you know, they're they're pretty cheap for just some clear labels that you can jet inkjet print on and and basically create the cartridge so it looks just like an authentic. You know, it looks like the real thing. Actually, it looks like a TurboGrafx-16 card, uh, game card. Uh, hmm. But anyway, I don't know if you know what those look like, but they're, they're very similar to this. Uh, hmm. They have chips at the end. But anyway, so, uh, you know, I think 
that that gives us now a really great place to start. And we here's the here's the Super Mario Kart and the so we can see our our we have scaled this down quite dramatically. And no, yeah. there's not there's no there's no actual game on the on the card itself, right? The the card is really used as a lookup to games that you do have, and and I think that's. Um, there are many ways we could do this. We could do loops. We could sit there and go through a library of games. And then, you know, for everyone say, hey, hold your card at the reader. Um, you know, there's a ton of different ways to kind of expand upon this. But Catherine, the most important way to expand upon it is looks. You know what I mean? Because look at this thing. There is, you know, you, you put this in a picture of a giveaway, Catherine. And I don't know. I mean, you probably have... You probably have the eight other people that own the same uh, W shirt as me signing up for that giveaway. So what <laughs> we're going to do, do as part of the giveaway is we're, we are going to make this look so much better. So how do I get back to my desk here? Um, okay, so you can, is that a better picture? We're going to power that off. We're going to unplug all of this. Not all of it, but all of these things. Um, and we have this guy. Can you see this? Yep. Well, let me let me put it together together first, and then does this? Oh, uh, I see where we're going here. I see. I see, I see. You see where I'm going? I'm just very clumsily doing it. Um, this is like I said, I could not be a surgeon. Okay, so this is our <laughs> uh, NES retro pie case and it's and uh this is the one of the nicer cases that you can have uh for the for the pie and the main reason for that and, and get that you're gonna love this Catherine. you're absolutely gonna love this look at this this cartridge opens up what is that it's a game awesome. it's a little oh. it's, it's a little bitty game card <laughs> and and not only that if you look down it i don't know if i can get a good picture of this because the light that i had is now dead but you see, you see that right there that is a yeah. connection so this game card, uh, you can run an SSD hard drive, snap it into here, and then you plug it in, and now your hard drive is uh, the cartridge. Uh, so really cool. So we're given that. That's part of the giveaway. Uh, some lucky winner will will get that. Um, now we just need to put our our pie in here and make it look as make it look like something we could give to somebody and not feel kind of embarrassed about it. <laughs> Although I would personally like it like this. Uh, I do love the case. So we're gonna flip this around. And this is where the art of uh, either soldering or, uh, what is the word, finagling? Is that a word? Finagling. finagling. Yeah. yeah, we can finagle it in. Uh, and going back, this, going back, the, the other beaut beautiful thing about this, uh, Catherine, is like normally on a pie, you have no working, um, on off switch. There's no on off switch on the board. There's nothing, right? Uh -huh. uh, but with this, we now have power buttons and a reset button that works and our USB ports are now here. Okay, so I know I, I'll take that gasp as you, you're loving that. So we just need yeah, to wire- I am loving that, yes. So we just need to wire up our case here. Here, snaps in. All right, here we go. This is where the fine art of finagling <laughs> comes in play. We just slide it in. I'm sorry if I break this. You're going to have a broken giveaway. Okay, we're good. Good. I think just... And I won't torture everyone through the process of me screwing it all in. 
That light does not like to stick. Was that uh, the light again? Again, yes. All right, we're just, this is, see. All right, there we go. This is, we're, we're, we're just making sure everything fits, okay? We're, we're, we're just fitting it first. This USB cable over here, that's a bit cumbersome. Hold it. All right, so getting all this stuff out of the way. Can you see this? Is that okay? Yeah. Now, hold your breath. Oh, perfect. Yeah, don't worry. Before I ship it or hand it to someone to ship, I will uh, I will make sure that it's all screwed together. Okay, let's play. now we got our USB cables coming in here. And in the back here now is where we put our micro, oh, it's on the side. Uh, micro SD card and actually it just goes in a little bit upside down. Hopefully there's a, hopefully oh, yes. it went right in. That's a good sign. That means the actual system's there. Let me see, power supply. Let's put the power supply in. Okay, just kidding, that's our monitor. Power cable. The other thing too is it's a nice. Uh, it ex extends out the uh, Cat Five port as well. So, so how do okay. you actually control the game? How do you well, like? Where where are the controllers? You know. Well, now, okay, now that everything's set, that's a great question. It's a great question. If only we had some controllers. Okay. Yes, part of the giveaway are these NES, SNES controllers as well that we would plug right in. I didn't want to open them up because people, some people, you know, we still have some pandemic stuff going on, but I, I didn't want to open it up and play with them and everything, but they're, they're brand new. Uh, so we just plug these USB ports into here and everything will just work seamlessly um, with it. And so we can hit start, select, just like we're playing uh, Super Nintendo. We can also... I don't know where that went, but we can also do, uh, we can use, it has Bluetooth built in, so we can use our Xbox controllers, our PlayStation controllers. Uh, we can use all no of that problem. as well, just over Bluetooth. And so we can just kind of sync them up and uh, it works right out of the box. Uh, they're, they're all recognized as X input. So really awesome there. Um, but yeah, now I think we have a fully functional and maybe I spoke too soon again. Uh, There we go. I, I, I forgot. I, I have two, a toggle switch on the power supply itself. So yes, uh, now we have one that lights up and we can reset it, everything from the, from the box itself. And so what I was thinking, and, and you can, you can tell me here is, uh, I was thinking taking this cartridge out and you would just take your game cartridge and kind of just have the, now the reader is right here under this piece of plastic and just tapping that, um, to play your game. And then if you needed your hard drive in or whatever, you put it, plug it in. Uh, but I think super cool, super cute. I think the kids will love it. I think um, it's uh, like, like we said at the beginning, giving it all, all of this away. Well, not my, not my keyboards and stuff, but <laughs> all, all, all of the system and everything we kind of went through today, we're giving that away, putting it in a box, sending it to you. Uh, I will say there, there are other, um, you know, if you're really interested in this stuff, there are a lot of other projects. There are a lot of cool stuff you can do with not just GPIO pens, uh, not just RetroArch. I mean, you can also build the same thing. And this is my daily driver. 
it's reminiscent of an old Game Boy. Uh, it's also run an emulation station and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's that's it. I think the next thing just to just kind of review is what you know on the code side and everything like that is what would um, you know how do you how do you really take this and make it to the next level and to you know uh, really make it um more dynamic i guess is what that's kind of the i think the next step would would be trying to get that to a place of being a little bit more dynamic and a little more uh so you're not having to kind of write every card and type it something in but you know maybe going through a listing or if anybody has any ideas of how to kind of make that a little less cumbersome on the uh, on the initial setup i know you're going through you're creating printouts and you're doing a lot so like it's not a huge deal and the whole point is to get a smaller library than a mass amount but if anybody has any suggestions, we'd love to hear those as well. Or if there's any questions, we could we can take a minute and take some take some questions. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm watching chat right now, and I just um, I love these comments coming in. Like, first of all, uh, a lot of people just saying thank you, uh, Richard, for for doing this, just for sitting down and kind of spending some time going through um, this and and sharing some really really relevant and real world stuff, you know, that people are doing. Um, and just just a lot of um, you know a, a lot of excitement about about the the actual technical skills that you're able to apply here. It's very cool. I th I think like there's you know and I, I saw this a lot. Like I said when I was when I was teaching uh, Mac at Auburn, like it's like there's like this big mystery box around a lot of these things. And when I think once you get into like the details and once you just kind of walk through it, um, you know I think yeah. <laughs> I just saw that comment pop up, but I think like just demystifying it and getting it down to kind of the fundamentals, it, it's really super straightforward. I mean, you see like how many lines of code, uh, I think Ryan could tell you 13, uh, is the answer of how many lines of code it takes to, uh, to get it going and, and running a game and, and just having like a really cool project. And I think also like when you see something, uh, you know, when you see something like this and I, I will get back to this because. This is I, this is where I draw draw passion from. Is like projects like this. When you see projects like this, and you go, "Huh, I, that's cool," but I want to do it for gaming, or I want to do it for something else, or I want to do that. And like just being able to kind of figure out how to apply kind of the things you know to make it happen and make it real. I think that's that's what's super cool about about technology. I think that's what's super cool about um, you know programming in general is being able to kind of build this stuff. And what I love about like the Raspberry Pi used to be, I will say, a uh, super affordable option when they weren't being scalped. But uh, I would say like, that's what I really love. It's like, you know, I have a, I have a, uh, I was trying to grow zucchini. Uh, the prepper in me was trying to grow zucchini in my basement. And I, you know, I wrote all this code in Python and Arduino with moisture sensors and all that kind of stuff. And being able to kind of create a watering system, you know, was very few. I mean, it wasn't a crazy amount of code, but I think like it just really made it was just really cool to be able to have that, like take that on and, and just try to like, just, you know, engineer your way through it. Uh, was, I think that's just challenging, fun part. And I think like, I just want to get more people excited about that kind of stuff and more people just trying, because even if you fail, you've learned so much. The, yeah, I the think the Any while it grew, it did not, it, it did not, um, did not work out. Oh, it did, it did not work out. Well, maybe yeah, next yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, it's a process. I have respect that. 
once the tech side was done, I was like, it's working. I'm good. Like, yes. You know, fa failure is a part of the process too. It's all, it's all part of the learning process, right? Yeah. I mean, just the failure of getting to this show was, uh, was part of the learning <laughs> process. I see next time we'll be so ready for this. Yeah. Now you uh, have to start thinking about what you're doing next time. Yeah, I know. And I, I was going to ask, a, you know, uh, I think the uh, the bearded IT guy, I mean, like, you know, he's seen a lot of these shows as well. And it was like getting back to, uh, you know, we had we had the GitHub jam session. We had like just doing some fun stuff with Python. You know, I love to see like from comments or whoever uh, if it's on YouTube, um, just kind of what where you guys would like to see more us focus more some of these live shows. You know, we, we're here to have fun and, and really try to teach something in a fun way that like becomes you know, really trying to uh, drive some of these walls to education down. So if there's anything that we can deliver, uh, please, please let us know. Awesome. Yeah, we we uh, are big, big believers in feedback here. If you are uh, familiar with us at all, you know that we we listen to it. Richard, you you read uh, just about every bit of, of feedback that we get. So, um, you know, we're, we're always looking for ways to improve, get better and deliver, you know, deliver the very best product and, and the best return on your investment. Um, I like, I like your new nickname here, farmer Richard. That's good. That, that one's going to stick. That one might stick. All right, let's, let's get to the giveaway. You want to get to the giveaway? Uh, I will say, I know that there were people here last time and I will say the shirts are going out this week. I apologize. <laughs> I was a black hat and I had not had, I did not have time to get the shirts out. I will get them out and all of your, all the prizes will be going out this week so bear with me i apologize black hat was amazing as you know catherine um, yes. and so anyway now let's 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 give it away all right i see john galliano in here uh, in the chat i met him at black hat so it's nice to see you not the fashion designer by the way the other john galliano all right we are we're gonna do this all right bear with me while i run a randomizer and I'm not going to share my screen because I don't want to share everyone's email address. So, but trust me, it is, uh, it is random. And the winner is Jose Soto. Oops, Ryan, I forgot to send that to you. I'm going to call out the winner now. <laughs> Ryan, um, she's going to call out the Sorry winner. Sorry about that. The winner is uh, Jose Soto, an information awesome. security analyst. Well, let's not in the banking you know, industry. Let's be a little, you know. Let's... So, congratulations, Jose. Yes, that is awesome. Super excited. Uh, I will have this packed up and shipped to you. And if you need any help or assistance or can't get something working, or if anything happens, please email me directly and I will help you. Um, get anything set up that, that I can. I will send you a bunch of, uh, I'll send you a pack of cards, all the things that you need, kind of get going to recreate this. And obviously the controller, there's heat sinks. If you decide to overclock your pie, there's heat sinks, everything's in the box for you. Whatever you, uh, whatever you could need is gonna be there. Power supply, everything. So uh, it's a full setup. Awesome. And, uh, we are, congratulations. Uh, yeah, and th thanks for joining us, Jose. Um, we are going to reach out to you with the uh, at the email address that you left us on the form, and uh, and we'll get that that shipped out to you asap. Awesome. Well, thank thanks, Richard. This is this is very very this is very cool. Somebody looks like they want your shirt. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a little 
a little sweatier than normal, so probably I'll, 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 I'll keep it. Uh, hey, Rich, you made it through it. That was, I, a, that hey, was a big step. That's a big step. You know? <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling less anxiety now. I mean, magic, magically. <laughs> Someone suggested that maybe you want to, maybe you should try giving your light away on the next show. Maybe just get that thing out. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give that one back to Ryan, who gave me that light. <laughs> Ryan, uh, you know, I'm not gonna All product right. place any of these lights because they're you know, no, they fall. We're, we're they gonna fall. find something something worth product placing on yes. on our next stream. All right, thank you, Richard. Thank you, everyone who uh, joined in. This was awesome. This was a lot of fun. People uh, already say they're gonna bookmark it and uh, and watch it over and over again. And we are we're gonna continue doing these really fun streams and more giveaways and have Richard on here a lot more. So um, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Richard, thank you. This is awesome. And uh, that is going to wrap it up for us. Thanks again for watching. If you missed it live, of course, look for the replay across our social media channels as well as on the INE website. We're actually be live again tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. Eastern for another great stream. We've got Brian McGann, Rohit Partisani, and former INE Mark Snow, the band back together again. We've got them right here on INE Live. That's tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. Be sure to like and subscribe on the social media platform you're using so you can stay in the loop when we do go live and, of course, when we have these awesome giveaways. We'll see you next time. Until then, have a great week.